Welcome. Welcome to Peculiar, Peculiar Northwest. Northwest with your lovely hosts. I'm Sam. I'm Sandy. It's Last... weird looking into each other's eyes oh, it's as we're like isn't talking. It? Yeah. yeah, it's actually really yeah. special. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Um, we had fun with our first episode. Sorry if it was a little rough in some spots, but. I think it was a good first episode. I do too. It was my laughing that took it to the next love. But it was worth it. This episode hopefully will be a little more fluid, but also, I don't know, it's fun. It's great. Yeah, it's fun exploring like what this turns into for us because we love podcasts. Yes. That's what, and we'll like, when you're doing my hair, because Sam's my hairstylist. Yes. Also, um, we always talk about podcasts. We do, because that's pretty much all I do all day. I'm getting ready. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm driving. I have kind of a long drive to work. Yeah. So I get to like listen to an episode. Um, What are you listening to right now? The one that you told me, this podcast will kill you. Oh, this podcast will kill you. The diseases Uh and viruses and everything. I'm I'm 10 episodes in. Like I'm still on the first season. So I'm really excited that I have a whole nother season to go. It's brutal. And I love what they, they do like. With every episode, they do a quarantini where they make a drink yes. that bounces off the disease, and I love that. I think it's so cool. They're I just, just listened just to great. the small pops today oh, that in cholera. Cool. Yes. So for those who don't know, this podcast will kill you. Talks about like d- communicable diseases and mm-hmm. viruses, and they're studying. Yeah, I think one is in medical medical school. Yeah. And like, the other ones, they're diseaseologists. They're I don't know what that's called. They're some sort of professionals, but they're fantastic, <laughs> and they're they're just fun to listen to. Yes. Well, what's our topic then for today? So today we're gonna get a little spooky. Ooh. I wanted to just touch on the um, ghost of Snake Hill for a second. Okay. So before um, our topic today, well, well, it's a ghost. So it's fine. Um, okay. Actually, one of I, one of um, our friends commented on the Instagram like, "Oh my gosh, we were trying. We, someone wanted me to shortcut through there, and I refused. <laughs> and I just laughed so hard because I remember it was all so spooky. You know, <laughs> even if it could cut through to get to your house faster, you didn't because it was spooky AF. It was great. And then a, a lot of Diane Downs talk. Um, oh, speaking of." Um, one of my friends, Morgan, was telling me about her karaoke adventure not too long ago, and the son in the wheelchair was there karaokeing. How do they know it's him? He's apparently open about it that he's that it's him. Okay. And he, oh, what song did she tell me that he did? I don't remember, but it was very funny. So he's still in Springfield karaokeing at the Driftwood or something. Oh, so that's pretty cool. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I thought because the prosecutor was local, right? right. So. All right, so back back on track here. We are doing spooky ghost stories today. Co- coastal ghostals. Specifically, coastal ghostals. Or ghostal coastals. Or coast ghosts. Coast ghosts. So, Who are you going to call? Coastal busters. <laughs> coastal busters. That could be our... Uh, seaside uh, business because it makes oh, no yeah. sense but it but it like has a the, it's great and we'll have beads on the side yeah too. It, it'll be coastal ghosts coastal ghosts beads and more perfect yes. that's our seaside one um since i am an oregon native i will be covering the oregon coast mainly it's mainly like central and northern oregon coast but there's and you get to tell your story first because <laughs> 
Wait, why? Oregon became a state before That's Washington. Right. Okay. She just told me that, and I, was, yes. and I listened, and then I forgot. That was our rock, paper, scissors. Like the Oregon Trail. Yes. If you were born in the Willamette Valley, Valley. closest to it. Closest to it. You, you got to. So I'll do Washington after Sam covers Oregon. Okay, so I guess we can kick it off here. Yes. Um, my boyfriend was telling me about this crazy story that is in Cannon Beach. And Cannon Beach is kind of a northern small coast town. By Seaside, in between like Lincoln City and Seaside, and it's pretty small. I've been there once, I think. Um, little resorty town. Um, he was telling me this story and that I needed to look into it, so I did. It's called The Bandage Man of Cannon <laughs> Beach. <laughs> it's so good. It's not scary at all. Um, so basically, this bandage man. He um, haunts like a decommissioned road in Cannon Beach. It's an old section of 101 that is like that was like cut off when they re when they built 101, oh, like okay. a, a new section to like make it smoother. Um, the story started in like 1960 was the first Ooh. sighting of Bandage Man. He um, jumped into the back of some you know. <laughs> crazy teenagers making out in their truck, you know, as teenagers do. And that was their sighting. And that was like their lover's lane. So the this ghost, this man wrapped in bandages is in the back of their truck, moving their back their truck back and forth and they <gasps> they peeled out and zoomed away and once they hit town, the ghost was gone. The guy in the back of the truck was gone. It that moved was, it even? Yeah, they said it was like moving the truck back and forth and that's how they were like, "Whoa, what's going that's on back there?" That's terrifying actually. Yeah. And so that's the bandage man. He is literally a man who's all bloody and bandaged, kind of like a mummy. Um, they say he smells of rotting flesh. Oh, they smell him? Apparently he smells of rotting flesh. Like a mummy man? Like a mummy man. Well, that's so weird. Do you have where he came from? Oh, well, not... Okay, so I'm getting there. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm um, rushing your topic. You can ask me questions. Okay. I'll answer this. Okay. Um so the first story where he came from was he was a, a logger, which, you know, we all know logging is huge in Oregon. Yeah. Um, especially in the 60s and 70s, you know, it, it was all over the place. Um, so they say he's a dead logger who fell into a saw of some sort and got cut to pieces. And they tried to bandage him up. And that's who he is, yeah. the bandage man. That's the story I found most frequently. But then I also found it, uh, what I find to be a better story. He, um, back in, oh, I don't, I get, there wasn't a date, but back in like the 40s or 50s, I think it said, it was a criminal who was shot by police and they, and they, he didn't die and they wrapped him all in bandages and he was at the hospital and then... Did they, like, shoot him up? Then? Yeah, they shot him up, Not, apparently. like, just, like, one. It must yeah. not have. They must yeah. have, like, riddled his body with Tommy bullets, gun. Right? Gang stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, um... The, the Fratellis. <laughs> I... Yes! <laughs> Goonies reference. Yeah, for those who don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, so then when he was leaving the hospital after all these wounds, he was still covered in all of his bandages and whatnot, and they were taking him back to jail. He escaped... And ran into the woods, and no one ever saw him again. You know, he probably I like died. that story better because I don't see a logger being wrapped with bandages for cuts. Because usually, if they have a logging 
accident, you're usually like done if it's that right, bad. right. And I mean, like that's just a better story. I know. I like that yeah. one better that he ran into the woods mm-hmm. too. Um, so they say that you can see Bandage Man of Cannon Beach um, on a dark and stormy night, moonlit night. Anytime teenagers making out in the back of trucks, apparently. I'm going to stay up here in the northern coast for a minute and talk about Fort Stevens and Battery Russell. There's a Fort Stevens soldier who um, is from World War II. He he parades around the uh, Fort Stevens grounds. Um, he's been seen in the campground. He's been seen in the concrete battery area. Fort Stevens is really interesting. It was built in the silver during the Civil War as just like a, which is weird because it's like on the other side of the yeah, world. Yeah, like Civil we War, didn't have the same effect by any Right, means. right. So they built it in the Civil War and it really wasn't used again until World War II when it was used to fend off attacks from the Japanese. I can see that because yeah. we had a lot of like West Coast. Yes, and I think there is still some military on it. I went there um, last year. We went. We didn't take a tour because it cost too much money and it was like crappy weather. But it's pretty cool because you've got all this concrete, everything, a bunch, tons of history there. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely like to go back and actually like explore. I've never been there. It's pretty cool. We need yeah, to go. Okay, so let's plan that. Um, so you're driving around this fort and you start coming into like this residential area. And it's like all of a sudden you're in this residential area. You're surrounded by houses and you're like, what happened? How did I get here? Yeah. And, but there are like these, there's a there's like normal houses and then there's these like grand houses. Are they like historic? Or, yes. Okay. Yeah. Not like they're new gorgeous. Okay. They're gorgeous. Old. It looks like straight up like 40s houses that they would have okay. built like for, um, I guess they were the guard houses. Oh, nice. I found out, now I found this out, which was cool because when I was there, we were like, oh, I wonder what these are. Yeah. But so they say you can, the soldier has been seen around the old guard houses and the museum that's right there as well. As far as around that area, around the houses, there's been lots of orbs seen there, mm. photographed there. Um, they say you can hear him pacing the grounds and you can hear the gravel shifting. There were some people who um, were camping in the campground at Fort Stevens because there's a big campground there. It's pretty cool. I want to camp there too. Oh, okay. And they said that you can hear him walking around the campground shuffling gravel and then you like open up your tent and there's nobody there which i mean you're camping that happens all the time oh yeah like yeah those ones are like less believable to me because oh yeah and i'm like how would you know shuffling gravel because i I feel like that could be anything anything like a squirrel a a squirrel so he wears his 40s era uniform he's also been seen around 40s but he was civil war no, that was built in the Civil War. Oh, he is sorry. from when they were used it in World War Two. Okay. Oh, they didn't. They haven't. They. I couldn't really find who this guy was. I'm sure some people died there. They also see him walking around Seaside on the promenade. It's like when you're in Seaside, there's like this long walkway on the beach that goes to on like, the boardwalk. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. And this guy was walking, and he walked by this guy. By this guy, and. 40s era military guard okay and he nodded his head to him and the guy nodded back and then he was like wait that was weird and turned around and the guy was gone that's creepy yeah so that has been 
stories like that are all over the place about him being walking up and down the prom promenade, which isn't too far from Fort Stevens. It's a little bit of a drive, but I mean, it's that whole area. That is the Fort Stevens soldier. Now we're gonna go a little down south to the Egyptian theater in Coos Bay. Ooh. I think it was built I think in I like- I heard about this one. Yeah, it's not super interesting. <laughs> Well, if it's a little story. I think it's, right, if you're there, it's like, oh, this is, like, real cool because it's yeah. haunted. People generally say they just get, like, a really weird feeling being there. Mm. But, you know, they show movies. It's still open. It was built in, like, the 20s, which is pretty cool because it's just old. It's been renovated, of course. Yeah. It's said to be haunted by an elderly woman, and she, like, hangs out on, like, the balcony and the lower stage. Back in 1988, a man had a heart attack at the theater and mm. died. So multiple. Yeah, so they say that he also haunts it. Okay. Objects will move. You'll get tapped on the shoulder. Footsteps. Oh. I just tapped Ugh. you. I just tapped you. tapped me. It freaked me out. And they, they, people have seen a guy in a top hat, which I actually found a photo. I'll see if I can find it again oh, and put cool. it on our Instagram. There's, it's like a blown up image of the theater and kind of in the dark and then they blow up real close to the front and you just see this like silhouette apparition of a guy in a top hat. Do you really? You do. But of course they blow it up so they could have just put it there. But yeah. it's still interesting. I like to think yeah. that, it's, that, yeah. that it's spoopy. You know. Spoopy man in a top hat. So on that note now we're going to go back up north yeah. to Astoria. Okay so and, closer to Seaside and Cannon yes, Beach. Yes. It's real close to Seaside. Bandage man. Bandage Man. Oh, he's a crazy one. Oh, I forgot to say about Bandage Man that he also says that he they say he eats dogs. What? He kills and eats dogs. What? I thought that was really random. Like when as I was reading through it, I was like, they just throw in that he kills and eats dogs. But ghosts like don't eat things. I know, because they're ghosts. Yeah, like yeah. Slimer. <laughs> it was definitely, yeah. He, bandage Man is the bandaged version of Slimer. He just eats food and leaves trails. So we're going uh, to Astoria now. I only chose one ghost story from Astoria because... Let me guess. It's One-Eyed Willie. Oh my god, no, but we should talk about Goonies in a different... I think we should do a full a episode, episode. No, a full episode devoted to Astoria. Okay. Just because it has some insane history. Okay. So I decided to just do one of the ghost hauntings there at the Liberty Theater. Short one. It's said to be haunted by Handsome Paul, Ooh. who wears a white tux. He's in his evening best. He's going out to the show. Mm. He wanders around the Liberty Theater. Sounds handsome. Yeah, Handsome Paul. And also another elderly woman. So the elderly women just like to like wander around that's the, actually the, the ones i got too yeah i got some elderly mm -hmm. ladies they say that whoever haunts the liberty theater turns on the soda machines and the popcorn at night yeah they're saying handsome paul likes to have himself a little midnight snack <laughs> and then he leaves the soda machines on all night so, so the workers come in in the morning and there's soda everywhere so it's like poured it's not yeah, just like, like it's like on. it's the fountain it's just going Oh my gosh, I, I would hate to be the opener. Can you, and popcorn, <laughs> popcorn everywhere. And like burnt popcorn. Uh, I swear I didn't do it. So that's the Liberty Theater in Astoria. Also the same kind of thing people say, it's just the feeling of being there. You're like, yeah. Ugh. Basically, as we all know, 
lighthouses. Oh yes. Are always haunted everywhere. Lighthouses are always haunted. They're the best. They are. I love lighthouses. We have so many in Oregon. Oh, I don't yeah. know if other states have as many as we do. I just don't know about them. I'm sure. Like coastal states. Right. I would say West Coast, East Coast. I don't know about like the Gulf. No, I don't either. But so I guess anywhere near like ports. But I mean, yeah. every big coastal town in Oregon has a lighthouse. Yeah. I think there's one in like Bandon. Bandon. Yeah. And then there's a bunch up north. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about near Florence, which is about Central Coast. There's one of the biggest ghost stories in Oregon. And one of the most famous, I think they called it the top 10 lighthouse ghost stories oh. in the U.S., this one was on because it's so popular is the Hasita Head Lighthouse. If I was a ghost, I'd haunt that one too. I would it's too. Beautiful. It's one of the apparently one of the biggest lighthouses in America. Really? Yeah. So it's a big lighthouse, and then it has a big uh, like guest house mm-hmm. where they where the uh, where the lighthouse keepers used to live, and there was like four lighthouse keepers that they like went in and out. Oh, okay. Of. Their wives lived there. So now that. Is a bed and breakfast. Yeah, which yeah. would be really I've cool seen, to like, stay in. There and yes, like that. yeah, they have there, but apparently it books up like a year in advance. I'm not like surprised. I'm not either. I mean, everyone yeah. in Oregon books up a the year in advance. Stupid yurts. <laughs> yeah, the stupid yurts. A year in advance. So basically, the sightings of the gray lady started in about the 1950s. Mm. When they see the gray lady, she's wearing a late Victorian era dress. She's just walking around, phantom footsteps. She opened doors and windows, uh, gray hair. They say that she could possibly be looking for her daughter. She had two daughters there with the lighthouse keeper and one drowned. And they say that she moved away after that. And then, but now she haunts it looking for her other daughter. Oh. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. There is a, unmarked grave on the hillside over there that's overgrown i didn't know that i didn't either and apparently that's the daughter who drowned okay it's her grave so they think that she's kind of tied to that grave looking for her but now she haunts it looking for her other daughter oh yeah so that's kind of interesting there is a unmarked grave on the hillside over there that's overgrown i didn't know that i didn't either and apparently that's the daughter who drowned. Okay. It's her grave. So they think that she's kind of tied to that okay. grave looking for her. At some point, Lane Community College used that house as some sort of campus location. But they were, some of the students were doing Ouija. Oh, okay. Of course. They were doing Ouija. And the game spelled out her name, which is Rue. Rue. R-U-E. Rue, the gray lady. You're going to rue the day. Right? It's so good. Um, in 1975, there was a big sighting. A man working on a window up in like the top attic area of the house saw, uh, he was like looking in the window, fixing it or whatever, and he saw the reflection of a lady in a Victorian era dress behind him, and he turned around and she disappeared. Why are, I feel like all he, women ghosts are Victorian era. I know. <laughs> we need some ghosts from nowadays. Yeah, I know. But I think when people say Victorian era, they don't even like really think about what this dress could no, be. It's no. probably more like 20s, it, 30s, or 40s. Like, who knows? Who knows? She was probably just wearing like a gray dress. I, like, <laughs> whatever. Victorian era. It was probably just a sleeve. probably a nightgown. <laughs> 
he refused to go back up there and clean up his mess. He ended, he like broke the window when this happened. <gasps> he was so scared. He ran outside and he came back days later. No one went up there. No one would go up there because uh, there's a ghost up there. They were like no one would. And then. no one. And there was people downstairs and they heard a sweeping. You know when you like someone is sweeping, you can hear it like shh, yeah, yeah. And they went upstairs and all that broken glass was sweeped into a perfect little pile. And no one had gone up no there. No one had gone up there. Yuck. Yeah. So that one's pretty good. Hasita Head Lighthouse. Hasita Head Lighthouse. That one's really cool. Um, I've been there a couple times. Yeah. You kind of just have to hike up this little hill to get there, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm now going to talk about Yaquina Bay Lighthouse. Not to be confused with Yaquina Head Lighthouse. Okay. They're both in Newport. Yaquina Bay Lighthouse was the original. It was built in 1871, but it was decommissioned in 1874. Okay. So it was only used for three, three years. years. Weird, right? Did they, like, um, F it up in the building? I don't think so. I think it just ended up not being, like, right. Okay. It's the only wooden lighthouse left, and it's still there. It just, hmm. they haven't used it for years. You can see lights flickering after dark, but, I mean, it's like an old lighthouse, like, of course, the wiring's not going to be great. Yeah. Like, that's not indication of a yeah. ghost. But, so, this is actually a pretty good one. Um, 1899-ish, um, some girls, specifically a girl named Muriel <laughs> and her friends, they were visiting the lighthouse. Um, they found a secret door inside, <sighs> and they all left. But Muriel decided that she needed to return for her lost handkerchief. Wait, in the 70s, right? No, no, it's like 1899. So early 1900s, I think, is when this story is from. So they searched the lighthouse because she didn't come back after going to look for her handkerchief. And all her friends found were drops of blood and her blood-stained handkerchief. What? They never found her. So is she haunting it? Well, I don't know. Because, like, a ghost wouldn't do that. That's, like, a, just a creep. Obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, right? so yeah, probably, yeah. Um, so, but she could be haunting it. That's a scary story, though. Like, here's right. a secret hatch. So that account was published in a The Haunted Lighthouse in 1899. <laughs> <laughs> so it, apparently that just story took on a life of its own, and there's, a, like, a lot more to it. And you can hear people have all kinds of stories about that story. Ooh. Um, I want to know more. Right. And many make an episode out of that one? I, that, that's all I could find on oh. it, though. Many sightings of the ghostly girl have been recorded over the past 120 years. This was in 1899 or a little bit before, mm-hmm. but so for the last 120 years, people have been talking about this story, which is pretty crazy. That's like longevity to have that Longevity kind of... for a ghost. Yeah. So it's said that she's trapped in the lighthouse and has been looking out from the top of the tower <laughs> and, look out and the hanging out the in the living too. quarters. And like people have said to s- that they've seen her up there. Who is Muriel? Where's her handkerchief? She's waving. Her Who killed her? Where's her body? <laughs> they don't even, they, so they didn't even find her body. They didn't even find her body. So then there's another story. A captain of a whaling ship was drowned when his ship crashed into the devil's punch bowl, oh, which okay. is like that really cool, there's waves that bowl crash. Bowl that, that punches. That's a bowl that punches and it's run by the devil. Yes. Yeah, the devil. If the and devil doesn't like it. It's his off season when he's not in Georgia. Right. When the, when the devil does not go down to Georgia, he's at the devil's punch bowl. And also, I hear he frequents uh, devil's elbow. 
Yes. Which is a little self elbow. of that, I yeah. think. Yeah, we got Devil's Elbow, which is also kind of cool. No wonder area. why we have so many creepy hauntings right? on the, the coast. The devil is at work here, people. So his ship crashed into the punch bowl in 1874, which would have been the, the last year that it was open. Um, the captain, Evan McClure, has been sighted at the base of the lighthouse looking up to see the light that was supposed to have guided him to safety. Maybe that's why they closed it. It just it wasn't was just, working. Yeah. They say that he appears just as any living person, and then he just vanishes. He's there, and then he's not. How often do they have sightings? Is it like a regular one? Because that's an old one, too, like the other one. Actually, yeah. I, it looks like for the past century, they have been reporting seeing him wandering around. And they say that he is still wanders around because he helps guide the sailors to safety oh, now. Like Davy Jones. Yeah. Because the lighthouse isn't doing his job. He needs to. Because he needs to. Mm-hmm. So when they decommissioned this, they built the Yaquina Head Lighthouse. Okay, so the other one was again? Yaquina Bay okay, Lighthouse. Okay, Bay. And these are in, like, Newport. There's a really funny one about a guy named Higgins, who... (laughs) Higgins the ghost? Higgins the ghost, who, him and his, like, assistant lighthouse keeper, they're the lighthouse keepers, the one guy got drunk, and they were, he was trying to, like, help him, and he, like, fell to his death, and then the drunk guy killed himself because he was so sad that he was the reason this guy died, but then... They someone from Higgins' family sent in a letter to the like Oregon Historical mm-hmm. Society, and they were like, "Uh, no, Higgins just hated being a lighthouse keeper and moved to Portland and started working on ships." <laughs> so that was like hella debunked. <laughs> like that did not happen. I love that where the families like <laughs> mailing the historical society. We need our acknowledgement um, about Higgins. No, he goes and repairs ships instead. Yeah. So, okay, so they say that Higgins got drunk and broke his neck on the spiral staircase, which I read something different, like, in a couple different spots, which, which once again, it's been debunked because he moved to Portland, became a dock worker, and died of natural causes in the 1930s. Another good story for the, for the head lighthouse, Equina Head, is a construction worker working on it fell to his death, and he fell in between, in between the layers of the wall while they were building it. <sighs> And his corpse couldn't be retrieved, so the building was supposedly finished with his body still inside. Aren't I hate those stories? So he's just like, like roaming there's around. Bu- other buildings that you hear things about. Oh where yeah, people... and like things will get torn down, and there's just like stuff in the walls, yeah. and because they yeah. couldn't get it. Yep, you tear down that wall. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I, like that person's remains don't mean it that much. They don't mean they're just in there. It's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll tell his family that his body's in this lighthouse. <laughs> we just couldn't get it. It was we behind get the it. couch. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's and then let's see here. We've got. I just want to touch on. There's a ghost ship in Lincoln City. That okay, come, I've heard about this. Yeah, and it comes on shore. You see it in the distance, and then it vanishes into the fog. It's the Celeste Bay Schooner. Yes, ghost ship. And then one more awesome lighthouse story is Terrible Tilly. <laughs> now, Terrible Tilly doesn't have any specific ghosts. She's just really interesting. That's the lighthouse, not the ghost name. Not the ghost name. <laughs> the lighthouse's name is Terrible Tilly. It's the Tillamook Rock Lighthouse. Okay, okay. So that makes it was sense. built. Tillamook. 
in it and it's it was never really I think it was used but it, it was so tragic and terrible just like everything about it <laughs> so it's not on inland it's not like on a piece of land like most lighthouses yeah. it's out in the ocean on a basalt rock oh, okay okay yeah so they had to like take a boat out there and, and all the it. waves were crashing into it and people would die trying to get from their boat to the island and it was just like a rock with a lighthouse on top yeah. of it. If you look at pictures now, it's amazing looking. It's yeah. so creepy. Um, so several construction workers died while making it. It took them years to build. When they were, the lighthouse keepers would work in shifts because they'd go crazy from this like solitude. And so much be just one at a time. One, I think there was a couple of guys at a time, but they were it, they couldn't leave. They couldn't. Okay. There was no way to get mail. Yeah, like yeah. supplies would be dropped to them. They would keep the people like in the rotation. They would keep them on shore, but they would keep them away, like in Washington, mm -hmm. so they couldn't hear the stories of the things that were happening <laughs> on Terrible Tilly. <laughs> That's um, a brutal. It is. I like Terrible Tilly the best. I know. Terrible Tilly. Oh my gosh. I will post a picture on our Instagram of Terrible Tilly. Okay. It's amazing looking. There was um, a boat that crashed into the rocks. The, Lupi the Lupi Lupedia? Lupedia? 16 crew members died on that yeah. those rocks. And they say that they wander the grounds, you know, because that lighthouse yeah. was supposed to keep them safe and it didn't. So now they're all crashed. The only one that survived... The only one that survived was the dog. Oh, because it can swim. Because it can swim. So they, um, people have heard a dog howling at night. Oh. It just is out there howling looking for, looking for his, for his owner. owners. The 16 crew members died. It was pretty crazy. The first guy that went out to that rock to survey, to make sure, like, to, you know. To build to it. To build it. Died, got swept away. And then they just built it there anyways. Like, it was, it was from think, the start. It was yeah. not good. Um, now it is a... What do they call it? A columbarium? It's where they keep, like, basically kind of like a mausoleum. Like, okay. they keep the ashes, people's ashes in, in their urns in the columns of the lighthouse. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, so this, some company bought it and that's what they used it for. But then, um, at some point it was shut down. They were like, yo, you guys, this is not cool. You guys aren't doing this right. And it like, didn't, it got fined for a bunch of oh stuff. Oh my gosh. But, yeah, it's actually super interesting. Terrible Tilly has a lot of history and is so cool and so scary and just a terrible idea. Whoever decided putting a <laughs> lighthouse there was a good idea. It was it's terrible. It was built so it's it started in 1878. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. But that's about when all of these lighthouses were started. Terrible Tilly and Handsome Paul are my favorite of your stories. I know cuz they have names. Yes. Oh, Handsome Paul and yeah. his White tux and Panama hat. <laughs> I'm sorry I took up so much of our no, time today. No, it's okay. It's okay. I, I think, you know, these stories, they're not always, like, mine aren't super long either because I don't, first of all, we're not on ghost hunters and, like, actually exploring No, actually, something. some of these places ghost hunters I'm did. I'm not surprised. And I didn't watch the episodes, but, yeah, apparently they did. I'm not surprised. Yes. But like we, you know, like you just hear like, oh, they see things or they feel things. Mm -hmm. But it's like, well, what are some big hauntings or things mm -hmm. like that? Well, let me tell you about some Washington coastal ghosts. Yes. There is a lot, but I, I don't have them all. Uh, yeah. I, looked, I, I left out ones yeah. that didn't make any sense. I looked at a <laughs> book um, called Haunted Washington. And Canny talks in spooky 
spots from the upper left hand corner of the United States. That's Ooh. what it's called. And Snoopy. you know, just like a lot a lot online. But I am the Washingtonian native. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I born again, Sam? Puyallup. 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 Puyallup is spelled Puyallup. It's very hard to say. Puyallup. It's not hard to say. Whatever. It's okay. like when it's like when non-Oregon people try and pronounce like Willamette. Willamette. They would say Willamette. Or Willamut. Or Willamut. And then Yahats, they're like, uh, Yakats? Yes, uh, yak Yahats. And I'm like, uh, Yahats. Yeah. And let's see, another, well, just non-Oregon people pronouncing well, Oregon wrong. Yes, or, like Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Which is weird. I don't know how people mess it I th- up. I, well, like, it's just like the local Native American names that yes. we grew up knowing. I guess that's true. We did just know. You know. Okay, so Washington Ghosts. So I actually focused in on um, a lot of the San Juans. I have one story in um, like Upper Puget Sound. But the San Juan Islands are beautiful. I've been been. in ferries up through there like to Victoria and then other areas in Canada. They're gorgeous. I'd definitely love to do that again sometime. Yeah, they're beautiful. And, um, but there is tons of like, Orcas Island is one of them. Like, hotels and resorts, and each one had a ghost story. And it's like, how do they have so many of these? Like, what is it? And so, like, a background on these islands is when, in the 1850s, upwards to, like, early 1900s, a lot of people were coming and developing land or homesteaders in the area and um, building these houses on these beautiful islands and everything. So, like... Lots of history with loggers, lots of history with industry, and then also some Native American history, too. Probably more Native Mm. American history than is spoken about. So the first one is the Morin Mansion at Rosario Resort. And it's called the Ghost in Red. Ooh. Yes. The Ghost in in Red. (laughs) Well, this this ghost is perfect for that song. Yay. Her name's Alice Goodfellow. And she is called the Lady in Red. And so what I like is they, like, found out who it was. Her husband, Donald Ream, Alice Goodfellow Ream and Donald Ream, were the second owners of the house. And they moved in in 1938. And they lived there till like, 1956. And so Alice was quite the scandalous lady for the 30s to 50s. She would wear negligees or cocktail dresses that were red like all the time Mm -hmm. and it's actually like i watched a short video like (laughs) sam singing um the people still knew her and they said that this is what she did she'd wear her red little dresses get on a motorcycle and ride into town and play poker with the boys and so she was quite scandalous her husband it said brought her up there to the island so that she wouldn't be known back with high society. And so she could kind of do her own thing. And she didn't die there. She died in okay. 1956. But um, they say she has a big tie to the house. They've come across uh, with items being turned on and off. Hearing noises. One of the biggest things is um, Alice's bedroom today is the boardroom. Because they had renovations and stuff. They hear sounds of women and men giggling in her room. 
high heels walking down the hall, and even lovemaking. No! Scandalous. Scandalous. Lady in red. And in the 60s, I think it was, no, it was recent, they had like a ghost hunter crew Mm -hmm. do a recording, and they had heard parties. They heard a party. And that reminded me of The Shining when he goes in and they're like partying. And so they actually had a recording of what sounded like like just like a house party going on. The Shining is my favorite movie. That's in Oregon too, Mount Hood. We, right? Is it well? Mount Hood? It's the Timberline Lodge, but yeah. that's just where like the front picture came from. But, but it was still, actually in like Colorado. I know, but we're gonna yeah. claim it. But yeah, when we went there, it was super cool to see. It was like, oh my god, yeah. this is like what I love. Sorry. So, anyways, I thought, but it rem- as soon yeah. as they said it's that, exactly it reminded me of it. So I, I just, I thought that was cool because they had a lot of history behind that and knew who it was. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? So just down the street... Oh, we're cruising. Yes, is the Orcas Hotel. The lady who haunted the Orcas Hotel, another lady, Octavia's ghost. Oh, Octavia. Octavia. Octavia Van Morhem. She is one of the first innkeepers of the Orcas Hotel in 1904. Um, The hotel looks a lot like the Hesita Inn house mm-hmm. not the lighthouse but like the house the where, guest house yeah, yeah. Where people say yeah. so it looks a lot like that she became well known for her good cooking and even now has a bistro it's called octavia's bistro at the hotel that's named after her when i was doing like my research and stuff i found out some of this information from coast to coast ghosts written by leslie rule and rule's daughter Look at that! Yeah, small sacrifices yeah. and everything. So that, it just, anyways. Wow! It was funny. That is, that's great. All of these, they all get, like, the weird feeling and stuff right. like that. But I was like, what are some of the big, you know, things that scare them? This one, they hear hard pacing on the upper floor mm-hmm. and the lights um, going on and off. Um, mostly guests have experienced it. And so one of the most um, haunted, like, things that happened at the Orcas Hotel that they um, have written down, recorded, was in 1985 they were renovating. And Octavia appeared out of nowhere, hissing and screaming at construction workers. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I would be, if I heard a hiss. My pants. (laughs) I know, me too. And they said they ran away all the way to the tavern. Yeah. Well, I don't know if they use that for excuse to go to the tavern or... (laughs) just really needed a drink. Octavia is... Scared me. She's driving me wild today. So those two I think are really funny because of the, you know, just like the background. I like that you know who it is. Yes. Because my favorite part about any ghost story is the background. Yes. I don't really care what they do now. I want to know how they died, what they're looking for. What they're tied to. That's what I like, too. Like, I was trying to figure out more. So, Octavia the Good Cook and Alice the Lady in Red. Ghost in Red. Octavia. (laughs) I think that's Activia, Sam. Oh. (laughs) They'll make you do the same thing, though. Octavia will scare the crap out of you, and so will Activia. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so I don't have as many as you do. I have one more, but this one is... The worst. 
I saved it for the last. Oh my god. When I was reading that haunted Washington book, Mm -hmm. this is called Whidbey Island. Kind of in the Tacoma, like Seattle area. I think Mm -hmm. my mom even grew up on there. Um, She was a Navy kid for a little bit too. And so they said that Whidbey Island has some grisly ghost stories. Like that word grisly makes you really like, so... This one, I I was like, okay, I gotta tell this one. Okay, this one's about Isaac Ebay. He um was a homesteader in 1850, which I think is really cool because growing up, my dad and his family were all loggers and my grandpa, so we have neighbors who had homestead properties right. and things like that. So anyways, he... Homesteader, 640 acres. It was said that a lot of the Native American tribes would come down from the north to attack other tribes. However, because of the white settlers, they were still like, you'd attack them too. Right. You know, to get what you want. And again, this is hearsay. Native Americans get the short end of the stick on all stories. So I apologize if it's not correct. (laughs) Get that out of the way. Yes. Um, so anyways, they would pillage the other tribes. Well, in 1856, the uh, U.S. Navy gunboat, USS Massachusetts, opened fire on a a Native American tribe and killed 28 of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like, apparently they said an attacking tribe, but we, who knows. And it said that the tribe returned the next year for revenge and Isaac became a target. And he was shot in his door, decapitated, no. and later scalped below his ears. <laughs> like, that's so... Well, maybe, but he's already dead, so whatever. I know, but like when they you. say grizzly, you're yeah. like... So here's the thing. A family friend wanted the scalp back. They, like, tried to get it back because apparently it was being paraded around. I'm and sure. So they did a trade of, like, blankets and tobacco and Please things like that. Please tell me they gave him a smallpox blanket. <laughs> I just heard about that <laughs> on that one, too. Oh, they probably did. They horrible. Probably did. And they got the scalp back. It was returned to the family. And what's crazy is the scalp remained with the family and it was never buried with his body, with Isaac's body. And so, like, the scalp would, like, be passed down the <laughs> He's out here haunting the grounds. He looking want, for his head, man. He's looking for his he head. Wants his head. And so he just wants his, his scalp. <laughs> I was so when they said grizzly, and I was reading this, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's right. So, anyways, the Evie family cabin is where he appears. So people say they see a translucent blue light in like the cabin window. Mm-hmm. But then they'll also see him wandering the yard, cradling his head in his arms. <gasps> oh, that's good. That had some good payoff. Yeah, I know. That one was good. I want to read this book, This Haunted Washington. It reminds me of the ghost stories and other fairly... What's that book? Yes. That terrifying that's book yes. that we all read in elementary school. They're making school. it into a movie. <sighs> I don't know if I'd want to see it. It's like trauma from yes. a little kid <laughs> reading those and thinking they were the scariest. Was it like ghost stories and other terrifying... I don't remember. I, I don't remember. We should. Yeah, but I saw that they're making it into a movie and I was like, um, hell yes. And also, <laughs> ew. I have very mixed feelings. 
So those are mine. Washington, Oregon, our coastal ghostals. Our coastal ghostals. Well, that was fun. Let's share real quick what our thoughts are. Right. How do you feel about ghosts? Or, or belief, yes. Belief, yes. So I would say I, I personally have never seen a ghost. I've had some very creepy feelings. I've heard some very creepy things. <gasps> what have you heard? Um... Well, just like living in that house downtown. Yeah. It was built in the 40s. I'm sure someone died in there because it was creepy. Um, people, I would hear when I was like laying in bed, like we had an attic room. Yeah, yeah. Laying in bed, I would hear people walking up the stairs all the time. And I would like rush and there's never anybody there. And those aren't easy stairs to walk up either. They were like... Like like a uh, spiral wooden stair. Yeah, they were terrible. They were actually very scary. Yeah. But it was just like, I would always hear people. And, and I would be the only one home. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's because, either. like, Brian and Matt were gone a lot when yeah. I was there by myself. It was all, it would always happen. I'd be laying in bed. They were long gone to work. Yeah. And I would just hear people walking up it. And I would be like, oh, my God, who's here with me? And then there was a couple times where I was, like, waiting for, I knew Brian was home and I was waiting for him to turn that corner because you had to walk up the stairs and then turn the corner. Yeah. And no one ever turned that corner. <laughs> It happened all the time. So that's like one like yeah, one. thing. Um, and then, of course, the ghost of Snake Hill. <laughs> I never saw her. I'm sure we told each other that um, we saw if her. If you did and she had snakes, that would be terrifying. She had snakes coming in and out of her eyes. That would be the scariest um, ghost ever. So, like, you know, just growing up believing in that. Um, I do, like, I have cats. And I think cats are, like kind of psychic or mediums and they can sense ghosts. I'm not even joking you. They were like, my cats would sit on the fireplace when I was a kid and just meow at nothing. And then like something weird would always happen. It was <laughs> my weird. My other friend says she thinks that there's a little demon in every cat. <laughs> well, I would almost, I would like hundred percent agree with that. Especially not my Miss c- is. No, she's sweet. Mrs. is very sweet. My cat Taco is a uh, full demon. Yeah. She's evil. She's possessed. <laughs> She's possessed by some sort of satanic. No, not that far. No, I don't know. She's nice to me, and that's it. I know, it. that's it. Um, so yeah, I would say all in all, I am open to the idea that there are ghosts and there are things on another plane, like either just stuck here or memories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard when you don't really because I'm I'm kind of not really. I can, like, think things are real or believe in things, but I also am like, well, I don't fully believe in them until I see something. Mm. Like, So, for me, like, being a Christian, mm-hmm. I do think they are real, though. However, I don't feel like they're good. Because, like, okay, I, yeah. I totally believe in an afterlife, and I believe that we go to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there has been evidence of, like, ghosts, and I think there's so much unknown that it, it baffles me, and I can't, like, answer eloquently of, like, right. this. Yes. And so I, I, I don't think these things are meant to be here. I think they're meant to be where they need to be. Right. And so for me, like, that's... I've never experienced anything, and you know, anytime you guys joke about the Ouija board, I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, as soon as we, we pull the Ouija board out a lot, and sometimes it moves, and no well, one ever cops up to it, but... I'm out. Yeah. I never do... Like, I, I won't do those. Like, I just don't want to open up that thing. Yes. However, these stories are interesting. I think it's more of, like, understanding the history behind these things. Yes. And that's what I really, like, 
Especially because I love the Pacific Northwest. Yes. I just like knowing our history. And there's so much, like, I want to get into, like, the Portland-Shanghai tunnels. Those are... Seattle has tunnels, too. Oh, so we, we could have a tunnel episode. Yes. We, we could have an underground episode. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah. We're, I'm open to ghosts, and I think too much weird shit happens... Yes. ...for ghosts to not be real. I agree. I agree. So... Well, before we end, I think we need to say farewell with everyone with the ghost of John. I think so. So, um, thank you all for listening, and please enjoy this lovely song as we go out. Have you seen the ghost of John? Long white bones and the flesh all gone. Have you seen the ghost of John? Wouldn't it be chilly with the flesh all gone? Have you seen the ghost of John? Long white bones and the flesh all gone. Wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? Wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? Bye! Bye! <laughs>